ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. friend good morning to you good afternoon how you doing i'm doing all right all right you ready to roll ready to roll buddy folks welcome aboard hey we're excited to be back here on tuesday today is june 27 2023 we got evangelist joseph ferrara coming to you from port st lucie florida brother joseph you want to open us in prayer sure Thank you. Good hearing your voice. And yours, my friend. Lord, we touch and agree today. Lord, the prayer of agreement and all those that are agreeing with us right now in prayer. Father, we just pray for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit this hour. As we preach the word, instant and season, and out of season, reprove, rebook. With all long suffering, doing the work of an evangelist, Lord, we evangelize today. The world, as we pray for the satellite, that you continue to anoint it and strengthen it. As it beams down upon the earth, Lord, to some soul that is standing, Lord, in in uh, Brooklyn, New York, in an alleyway with a needle in his arm. Grab him, Father, by his heart and uh, draw him to Jesus Christ and set him free from being a captive, Lord. And he'll be your captive. He'll go out and win many. Just like the man, the demoniac, Lord, when you set him free, he wanted to go with Jesus. But Jesus said, no, go back to your loved ones and tell them what I did for you, what the love of God did for you, for the mercy of God did for you. Go back and tell them. So, Lord, this is a day and an hour of evangelism. We do believe, Lord, uh, by faith that as we preach the word, as people listen, that the Holy Spirit is moving Lord, and uh, I believe that they can uh, express themselves to the Lord, and I believe that the Holy Spirit can touch them and bring healing to their life and deliverance and take those desires out of their heart that they don't want and they're bound to change their minds the way they think. Lord, mindsets be changed in Jesus' name. Pray for healing today in Jesus' name, those that are sick and afflicted. Lord, we pray for divine help for the orphans that uh, are close to your heart and the widows, that you would move on people to help them, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this day that we live in. Father, we pray uh, for the leaders of the world, that you bring them to repentance, 
that they will bow their knees to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord Jesus, I pray for the nations of the world. Lord, pour out your spirit upon them. Lord, there's a great ingathering of souls before you come back. And Lord, you're preparing your church for that return, the return of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we just thank you for this ministry. We thank you for Omega Man. We thank you for Shannon Davis. We ask that you bless him, Lord, in his uh, labor of love, uh, Lord. We pray that you bless his family, Lord, and uh, bless his life. Provide all his needs, Lord, according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And, Lord, we pray that you build the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. And that you add today, Lord, we pray for souls. Lord, we pray for souls today that have wandered away from you, Father, that you love them and you're standing and you're waiting for them to come back. And, Lord, your son Jesus is praying for them as he brings those prayers to you as the great high priest, uh, Lord, and uh, you go and, uh, and gather them back, Father, to yourself, sons, Sons and women that are wandering away from their father. Lord, we love you today, and we're going to sing a song, Lord, about this uh, subject this morning. And uh, we love you, we praise you, we worship you, we thank you for another opportunity, Lord. Uh, we pray we will not forget America. We pray for America for revival. Lord, we pray that you bring many to you in these days that we live in, Lord. Men say that uh, good is evil and evil is good. These are the times we live in. We ask for your blessing, and I ask for your anointing, Lord, on the word and, and the spirit and the song, and uh, anoint us all, Lord, as we unify. The Bible says if we unify and we're in one accord, that uh, you will uh, command the blessing, Lord, as the anointing comes down. We receive the uh, fresh oil of the anointing oil today upon us, and uh, we minister now, and we pray that you be lifted up and you be glorified, Jesus. Amen. Throw out the lifeline across the dark wave. There is a brother who someone should save. Somebody's brother, oh, who then will dare to throw out the lifeline, his peril to share. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is drifting away. Someone is sinking today. Throw out the lifeline with hand quick and strong. Why do you tarry? Why linger so long? See, he is sinking. Oh, hasten today and out with the lifeboat. A wall went away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, 
Someone is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline. Someone is sinking today. Throw out the lifeline to danger fraught men. Sinking in anguish where you've never been. Winds of temptation, billows of woe. We'll soon hurl them out where the dark waters flow. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline. Someone is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline. Someone is sinking today. Soon will the sea, son, of rescue be over. Soon will they drift to eternity sure. Hasten and my brother, no time for delay. Throw out the lifeline and save them today. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline. Someone is drifting away. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline. Someone is sinking today. Yes, Lord, we throw out the lifeline in word and spirit to rescue those that are away from you and to save those that don't know you, Lord. Many are in deep, deep waters of sin and bondage and slaves. Sin has dominion over them, Lord, and the only way they're going to come is by the power of the Holy Spirit. The only way to rescue them, Lord, is through the word and the, and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We pray for divine conviction today on hearts. Divine conviction. The Holy Spirit, that we need your help. We can do nothing without you. And I ask for your anointing again, a double portion on this message. That you will use it for your glory. That you will use it for the heart of the Father that wants no one to perish. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm in Luke chapter 15, and uh, they drew near unto him, all the publicans and sinners, for to hear him. See, Jesus preached to publicans and sinners. He ate with them also, and uh, he showed them a better way. He showed them about the kingdom of God. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners, and eat with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go over that which is lost until he find it? You see, you see here, right away, Jesus is talking about their culture. And sheep were a part of their culture, and many of the shepherds, that's the way they lived their life. And they took care of the sheep, and the sheep were used for the people's sins in the temple. They would use them as sacrifices. And so it was part of their culture, and it was of great value. So here you see, talking about something that is valuable, 
and uh, a man has, has lost one, and he leaves the others and goes after that which is lost because it's of great value, great value to him. And uh, verse 5 says, And when he found it, he laid it on his shoulders rejoicing because he, it is of great value to him and to others. And uh, he's rejoicing in his heart and uh, because he found it. He found it. And uh, the work of the shepherd. When he comes home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. And we know in Scripture that God likens us to sheep. And many are lost out there right now, and they are listening to the sound of my voice, which is the Word of God. And uh, it's time to come home. It's time to come home. And uh, this Word has been given to me by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I was going to minister another Word, and uh, which was very good. But the Lord gave me this and uh, by the Holy Spirit, so I give it to you. I pray that it brings life and eternal life in your life and that you will come home and you will be saved. Verse 7, I'm in Luke chapter 15. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. More than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. So Jesus came to save sinners. That's why he came. And we're all sinners. We all know that Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all come short. There is no one that has not. Only Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Uh, he's perfect and he never sinned. But he took our sins upon him so that we could be saved. And that is a tremendous thing. And uh, we thank God for it now. And we give him glory. So, likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner. Joy in heaven. The angels rejoice. The angels rejoice. Can you imagine God the Father and the angels and Jesus rejoicing with the Holy Ghost that one sinner has come home and all the uh, saints in heaven rejoicing with them because they have come home. That's the way they party in heaven. They all get together and, and with great joy receive another one has come home. So God's just waiting for you to come home so he can have a party in heaven and rejoice over you. That's how much he loves you. He wants you to come home to that place. And uh, he has uh, a place for you. It says, I go to prepare a place for you. So he wants you to go to heaven so you can be there eternity. Eternity is forever. And that's what God wants for you. That you're out there and... Uh, you're wandering away from the Lord, and you were very close to him at one time and serving him, but something happened. Something happened in your life that uh, made you wander away. But now is the time. 
Now is the time to come home. So Jesus is speaking a parable here, and he talks about the lost coin. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not like a candle, sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Value, the piece of silver that she lost, that was connected to the other ten pieces. And uh, you see how that one piece is connected with the other pieces? So that was of great importance to her. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the peace which I had lost. The peace that she had lost of silver that uh, was a bracelet maybe that went around her neck or around her arm. That's what they used to wear back in those days. And it was of great value to her. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So the Lord is saying it again in his teaching about great joy, great value has been found. It was lost, but it's been found. And uh, great joy in heaven with the angels. Oh, they know how to party in heaven, and they party uh, and they rejoice over another one that has been added to heaven and someday will spend eternity there. That is a great victory. And that's the victory that we want in our life. We don't want to be separated from God for all eternity. You see, these these things were separated from the owner for a time and they had to go out and look for it. And that's the way God is with his people. He goes out and he searches to the Jew first and to the Gentile. That's why we're not ashamed to preach the gospel because it's good news and it's the power of God to save all people, all people because of the cross, all people, the heathen, everyone, people that don't believe will come. And uh, that's the cross of Christ. Now he talks about a son that in his will got lost. It was his will. I'm in verse 11 of Luke chapter 15. Verse 11 on uh, chapter 15 of Luke. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. He divided unto them his living. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with riotous living. So riotous living means he was out of control. He was out of control. He wanted to go out away from home, 
He wanted to go when he wasn't around home. He was out in a far country, it says. He went far away. And uh, he had things on his mind that he wanted to do. And uh, it sounds like in in this uh, teaching that he was brought up at home with his father. And then he had these things on his mind. And he wanted to go out and experience them. They were not close to home. So he wasted his life. He wasted the inheritance he had. And uh, with riotous living, out of control living, he was not under control of what he was doing. Because he wasn't living right. He wasn't living uh, righteous. And it looks like he was brought up that way. But he was not living that way. He was living just the opposite. And when you live the opposite, you cannot expect the same results. Uh, You see, because the wages of sin is death. And that's what sin does. It brings death. And it destroys. It kills. And it steals from people's lives. Uh, the good that is in their lives, the uh, the uh, righteous way of life. And that's what the enemy does when he gets in a person's life. Uh, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy them. And that's our adversary. And uh, so Jesus is teaching here in this parable, and he said, And when he had spent all, he was spent. He was spent. Not only with the substance that he was given by his father, but I believe also he was just spent emotionally, emotionally, physically, of the experience that he had gone through. And... uh, it doesn't talk how long it was, but he was spent. And uh, he didn't look the same when he left home. He left home all bright and uh, well-clothed, I believe, and uh, went out and uh, well-adjusted uh, young man, and then uh, he finds himself In a famine, it says a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. So he was in great want. He had lost everything that he had, and uh, he was going down, going downhill. He wasn't on on in control, and he was a he was a loser. He lost his uh, his right thinking that he was brought up with, the way he was brought up. He probably lost respect for himself as he looked at himself and uh, looked at where he was. And he wound up in this famine. And uh, he, he began to be in want. He wasn't that way when he started because... 
He was blessed with a great inheritance, great substance, but he got involved in uh, the wrong way to live, and now he is in want. It drove him to be in want. And uh, that's what uh, we do to ourselves, and that's what the enemy does. And uh, we find ourselves going down and down uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, and uh, losing value of the things that, uh, that we thought were of great value and also a value of ourselves, the value that we had of ourselves. And uh, he never lived like this before. Now he finds himself in a strange country, and uh, he's, he's in want because there's a, a mighty famine. This was not only a famine, this was a mighty famine. And when he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine, and he would have feigned, have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave to him. So he was out uh, feeding the swine, which was against his uh, Jewish upbringing, uh, to eat pork. And uh, he's out there with the swine, you know, uh, the swine are... Uh, they're in the uh, mud, and uh, they eat everything that's thrown in there, and uh, the hus, everything. And uh, he was hungry, and uh, and uh, he was losing it. He was losing it, and uh, that's what happens when you go down and down. You start losing it, and. Uh, then he came to himself, it says in verse 17. He came to himself. What happened? What happened to him? He came to himself. Well, he woke up. He woke up about what he was doing. And it hit him right between the eyes. It shook him. It shook him to the point that he came to himself. He wasn't himself. He wasn't the self he used to be. He finds himself with the pigs feeding them. Somebody gave him a job, and he doesn't have anybody. He's all by himself. Uh, came from a good family, well taken care of. Uh, life of production and producing in the land, and uh, this wasn't himself. This wasn't the life that he was used to living. And uh, because of his way, this was all his way. This is what he wanted. This is the result of it. Now, other things could have happened, but this is the main thing that happened as Jesus talks about it. He came to himself and by a memory. 
by a memory. He started to think how good he had it. And this is what brought him to the Lord. He started to think how good he had it and uh, what he's doing now. And uh, he came to his uh, sound thinking because he was out of control. And he started to get back his mind and his thoughts in the memories that he had before he wound up in this place. So he was looking back, and I believe his emotions were affected. And uh, he was lonely. Uh, He didn't have his uh, father, his brother. He didn't have nobody. He was all by himself. And he was a wanderer out there. And uh, it says that his thought was, how many hired servants of my father? My fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. So what happened was his belly, his belly, Uh, moved on him so strong what am I doing here what do I what what am I doing here what did I do to myself and you know he starts to take responsibility and uh, he didn't blame it on anybody else he didn't point fingers at anybody his belly was used of the goodness of God that he had in his life. And uh, even if there was a famine in his father's area, they would have wound up uh, being blessed some kind of a way because uh, that's the way I believe this family was. And uh, the father seemed to have plenty, and uh, uh, that wasn't enough for him. He had to do it, experience this in his life. So it's a type of leaving the father's house, like leaving God for the world and the things of the world. And uh, he found out very quickly, uh, we don't know how much time it took, but it turned sour. It wasn't a blessing to him. And it wasn't good for him. Uh, And uh, if he looked in the mirror, it surely wasn't good for him. As uh, he looked at his own face and where he used to be and where he is now. You know, we have to look at ourselves sometimes in the mirror and take a good look at where we are. Where we are where we are with the Lord, and what we're doing. And uh, this is what I believe he did. And uh, he said, I perish with hunger. He was hungry. I don't believe he was just hungry for bread. He was hungry to be around people, to be around his old friends, and his father, and uh, his home. And this was not... Uh, blessing him at all. Uh, This was far away from home and this was not working. And he found out it wasn't working. 
It wasn't for him. It wasn't for him. He had a, a very rude awakening of where he wound up. So I believe also that the Holy Spirit worked here. Um, and he said in verse 18, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. So he doesn't uh, hide it. He's not in denial. Like I said before, he's not blaming everybody for, for his sins and what he did to himself, what he wanted. He didn't want what his father wanted for him, which his father knew best. And we take that and we use that uh, for our Heavenly Father in Heaven because he knows best. And, uh, you know, we have to uh, really look at our Father that gave his own song for us on how much he loves us. And... Uh, that's the greatest gift that he gave. And that's the greatest gift that we have is his son. So he had a gift that he was brought up the right way. And uh, he went against that. And the, he wound up here. And now he takes full responsibility for his actions. He said, I'm going home. And I've sinned against my Father in heaven. And I've sinned against my Father on earth. And uh, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son and make me as one of the hired servants. So um, he was humiliated. He was humiliated. It brought him down to... Uh, things that he wouldn't normally do at home. And it humiliated him to where he wound up. And he found out that he's a sinner, just like everybody. And has a sin nature. But because of God's great love, he gives us his son, that we have a new nature. Jesus Christ in us. So... He comes down, and uh, I'm not worthy, and none of us are worthy. None of us are worthy, because the Bible says that. We all have sinned. There is none good, no, not one. We've all missed the mark. And if we really uh, tell the truth about ourselves, and uh, we all admit that maybe we didn't get caught or maybe we didn't do something like this, but we have our own times when we're not hitting the bullseye and we miss the mark and, uh, you know, we need God's forgiveness and God's grace. And thank God that when we get saved, that God says in First John 1, 9, I'm faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Because I'm God, and you are my son, and I am your father. And uh, I put this in the word, because I know that sometimes these things will happen in your life, and I have mercy. Thank God for his mercy. 
Thank God that God is uh, not without mercy. And uh, his mercies are new every morning. So wherever you are, God's mercies are new every morning. That's in the book of Lamentations. And his faithfulness. God is very faithful. And he doesn't fail us. He's there all the time. And he was right there. Uh, God was right there watching him, and his father was uh, standing on the porch at home just waiting for him to come home because he was believing God that he was going to come home. And uh, he loved his son, and he didn't go after him. And he trusted that God would deal with him and bring him home. And uh, I'm not worthy. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Verse 19 of Luke 15. So, you know, in other words, uh, this humbling... You know, just, he said, you know, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be like this in my father's house. This is all I want. I'm not worthy to be back where I used to be because I've lost something. I've lost something. And uh, he lost many things in this experience, and he can only relate to that as he talks to God and maybe talk to his father, that he's lost, uh, you know, respect for himself and think that he's not going to be in right relationship with his father because he did this. And uh, he's lost something, and God, you know, will not look on him the same way he did before or his father. But if you're really honest with yourself and people do these things, you know that you're capable of doing it yourself or you've done it yourself. And the Bible says that. Take heed lest you fall. So this is a very rich uh, story and uh it's just uh, hit you between the eyes of reality of God and the reality of living our lives honestly before God. David was a great king, and David did very terrible sins, but he repented. Psalm 51, if you want to read Psalm 51, it's a great repenting psalm when you want to get right with God. Um, he was in denial. God had to send the prophet, thou art the man. And he was the king of Israel. And you see the mercy of God that he had on David. But David uh, was a man after God's heart. David wanted to please God. David loved God. And uh, God forgave him and restored him. But see, nobody's, as they would say, more holier than thou. 
And uh, it's unfortunate he had to experience this, but maybe it was for the better. Um, and and uh, it does work on us. Uh, we're very proudful. And not to think of something that we are. Because we're not. So it can bring us down to reality of who we are and uh, and uh, what we're made out of. And we thank God for his grace and mercy and forgiveness. So he goes home. He arose. He made the decision. He made the decision. And I'm talking to everybody out there that needs to make a decision today. Make the right decision. After you've heard these scriptures, which are in Luke 15, make the right decision. And make an effort by your belief in the Lord to get right with him. To get right with God. And this is what he did. He made, he arose, he got up, and he came to his father. And he didn't linger there anymore. He couldn't take it anymore. He went home, and, you know, it doesn't say he showered and and, uh, did whatever he had to do, put on new clothes and everything. He just went home, and uh, he went home, and he came to his father. But when he was yet... A great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. You see, the father understood life. The father was a son one day, and he understood life. And that's why a lot of fathers can be too hard on their children, and they don't have mercy. And we have to uh, rear our children the right way with mercy and truth. And understand. Understand. So his father was a great way off and he saw him and had compassion. He didn't run, run to him with anger. He ran with pity. That's what the word compassion means. He pitied his son that he he was sorrowful that his son went through this, and uh, but yet he loved his son and he had compassion, and he ran and fell on his neck. With all the muck and mire and dirty clothes, he ran and kissed him on his neck. No judgment, no browbeating him, but showing him forgiveness. And I love you, my son. And I'm glad you're home. I'm glad you're home. And this shows here how much value that his son meant to him. Expressing it in emotions. 
And I'm sure there were tears running down his face, both of them. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. You know, he's so sorry for what he did. He so repented for the things that he did. And he said, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. The best robe. And put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fatted calf. And kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead. Dead in trespasses and sins. That's what it means. Dead in trespasses and sins, and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. That is the story. And that's what a parable is. To reach the point in your heart today of where you are with God. Whether you're lost, whether you're a wanderer, whether you need to repent, we all need to repent. That's the first thing we do when we come to Jesus. But to see the love of God and how much God loves you, Jesus uses this parable and this story of God's compassion for you. Even though you did things wrong, if you truly repent like this young man did, then God throws a party for you. We just read that, how God rejoices in heaven over one sinner that comes home. And that's what they're literally doing here. They're having a party on earth. Give him the best coat. That's what God does with us. When he cleans us up, he gives us the robe of righteousness. And he gives us a ring and shoes on our feet. And showing that we are royal. We are of a royal priesthood. And we're forgiven and we're righteous in his sight now. All things are passed away. All things become new. I forgive you, my son. Let's party. Let's be merry because you're alive again. You're spiritually alive. You have come home to me and you've asked for forgiveness and I forgive you and I love you and let's party because you have the greatest, you have the greatest value. You're saved. You're saved. You were lost at one time and you're saved. And I speak that to people out there today that I'm going to say two prayers. One is for the backslider, that you were saved and you have wandered away from the Lord and you need to come home. And to the other person that doesn't know Jesus, 
but knows him today in his word, how compassionate he is to lost people that do not have him. So let's get ready now. I'm going to say this, the uh, prayer right now for the wandering Christian that is out there and living a riotous life. For whatever happened in your life, I pray with you today, and uh, I pray with you that you will come home and uh, get right with the Lord today and come home. Just say this prayer with me. Just say, Father, I have sinned against you. I have sinned against people of the earth. I have sinned. And I ask that you forgive me of all my sins and wash me now clean by your blood. And I come home to you. I come home. I repent. I repent. I change my mind the way I'm living and I ask for your grace to live a righteous life. And I come home to you, and I am sorry for what I've done. I ask that you forgive me. And God receives you back. For what I have learned in this chapter, God receives you. You're, you're back with your Father. You are a son of God. And you're back with your father because you've come home and you've repented and you've humbled yourself before the living God. And all of you that do not know Jesus, you see the heart of God here. You see God's mercy and you see his faithfulness to the human race that he didn't leave us, but he's here to win us so that we can go to heaven to be with him. That's why he went to the cross 2,000 years ago for all of us, so that we can be saved and go to heaven and be with him. So I'm going to say a prayer right now to all of you that do not know Jesus. And uh, if you say this prayer and you really mean it and sincere, and you will be saved. It says that in the book of Romans chapter 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. So that's what we're going to do now. So just say this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I am a sinner. And I am truly sorry for all my sins. I repent. I change my mind the way I'm living, and I ask for your grace to live a holy life. I have sinned, and I ask for your forgiveness, and I ask now that you wash me. You wash me clean of every sin that I've committed by your precious blood. I believe that you came over 2,000 years ago to die on the cross for me. I believe that you died and you rose again from the dead. And right now I stand before you, Father, in Jesus' name. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I believe everything that you did for me at Calvary. I believe the work of salvation. And uh, 
I ask you to come into my heart, Jesus, and be my personal Lord and my Savior. Because you personally died for me. I receive you now. And according to your word, I am born again. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you have said those prayers, you are in right standing with the Lord now. And you know that God is a God of compassion and mercy and righteousness. That we must repent. That is the way to salvation, is to repent and turn, turn from our sins and turn to God. And that's what pleases God, that we're honest with him. And get yourself a Bible if you don't have one. good place to start is in the book of John. And pray, pray and seek God. God has so much for you. But right now, you are experiencing the love of God and his forgiveness, and he's cleansing you now, and he's pouring his spirit out upon you. And uh, some of you might be being set free from uh, sins that you've been doing that have held you captive, and God's changing your minds the way you think. And, uh, you know... The Lord uh, loves you so much, it's, uh, it's just uh, so kind. He's so kind to us. And uh, this is a great day for you. I know I'll never forget the day I came. It's a great day for you. You'll never forget this day when you met God and you're meeting God today. And uh, ask the Lord to guide and lead you to a church, a full gospel church that they're preaching the whole Bible. And so you can have a pastor or, or an apostle that you can learn the word of God and grow in your faith now in Jesus Christ. That's what Paul says to us. He says uh, to put our faith in a person and his name is Jesus Christ. And he did it all for you. And we want to do it all for him. So get yourself uh, a good pastor or an apostle. And uh, listen to the word so you can grow and you can go out and be a soldier of Jesus Christ. And uh, this is your day. This is your day. And, and things are going to change in your life. And when you grow older, start telling people about what happened. Tell them of the, of the goodness of God, that you've uh, come to Christ, and you're anointed now. You're an anointed son of God. And I pray for healing today. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray for divine healing in people's lives. Like we started off in the beginning of this uh ministry today. I do pray for divine uh, healing. I agree with others that we agree the prayer of agreement, and we pray for those that are sick and afflicted. We pray for those that um, need to be healed in their minds. We pray for those that are in bondage, that are slaves to any substance. 
We pray that you break the chains and the feathers, Lord, the handcuffs, that they're prisoners, that they don't have to be anymore. And I pray for your power. Jesus said to the Pharisees and Sadducees, you do error because you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. I pray for a mighty outpouring of your power on the people that have heard this today and that it will flow throughout this ministry and flow to others that have received this message today. It will multiply and produce in the kingdom of God. We love you today. I'm Pastor Joe, and I give the blessing. Uh, my wife, she always helps me and prays for me, and I thank God for Shannon Davis that uh, put me on the air so I can uh, share what the Lord gives me to you. And God is good all the time. No matter what we're going through, God is good, and he's faithful. He'll always be faithful to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I say amen. Powerful, my friend. Uh, what would you like to title this broadcast for the archive? Yes. He came to himself. He came to himself. Awesome. Okay, fantastic. I'm going to get this uploaded here in just a minute. Uh, Brother Joseph, I've got uh, your dates booked for July, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on again real soon. We love and appreciate you and Sister Joanne. Thanks, Shannon. Love have you a, too, brother. Have a great day, my friend. God bless you. Okay, it's been good. Yes, Bye-bye. sir. Folks, that was Joseph Ferrara. We're going to have Carl Henderson up up next. And uh, how are you all doing out there today? Okay. What I'm going to do is save this. We'll be right back in just a moment. And uh, we got Brother Carl and then Brother King Ran Ritchie coming up next. <laughs> 